It's Wednesday night. You know what that means. Plenty of fodder for us to talk about and debate about and laugh about and cry about on the Wrestling Inc. podcast. Hello, everybody. I am Justin Labar being joined by my wonderful Wednesday night crew. She is the one, the only, coming to us from Puerto Rico, the beautiful demon diva. Isa, how are you? I'm doing good, Justin. How are you? I'm doing just good. And then North O, the border, he was a former WWE referee for over 20 years, refed a few matches here and there, uh, even did a Taker WrestleMania match. They say that's a pretty good, pretty good get. He is, <laughs> he is your ref and rant master, Mr. Jimmy Corderas. Jimmy, good evening. Good evening to you both. And uh, ah, good night to talk about uh, a lot of stuff. A lot Let's of stuff to talk way. about. Yeah. No, no shortage of. Uh, of things to, to chat about as we will get into dynamite here in uh, just a few moments as we see everybody filing in in the chat room if you're watching live that's awesome uh, if you are checking us out on demand after the fact that is awesome as well uh, a new little just thing uh, for finding the podcast finding the feed at least uh, depending on how you want to get it but just one more way uh, if you actually go to wrestlingink.com um, especially if you're on the desktop I'm not sure I have to look on mobile but now if you look at the top right of the screen where you see the social media icons there's also a microphone icon looks kind of like this microphone if you click it it'll take you to a new page that has the entire feed of the wrestling podcast so you can get all of your uh, so again if you're not sure where to subscribe youtube spotify apple Podcasts, it's just one more way for you to go on uh and cherry pick and find your episodes with us uh, talking about what's going on in wwe aew nxt all that good stuff all right, let's do some news items first. Uh, we've got some the, the news items are, are just as interesting as Dynamite that we'll talk about tonight is, and that is not a knock on Dynamite. That is a uh, compliment to the uh, juiciness of some of this news. We'll uh, we'll start kind of tame. We'll start with uh, Dax Harwood. Uh, Dax um, Dax recently on uh, his final episode of his podcast, which he's uh, putting on hold for a while. Uh, he talked about why AEW why AEW is is, what, is where they chose to stay. Him and uh, uh, him and his partner, rather than go back to WWE. Uh, and his quote was, uh, winning the belts, obviously. We kind of foreshadowed that we were going to stay with AEW. I've said it a million times on the podcast. There are so many different things we had to weigh out, uh, what was going on uh, to work for both of us. And ultimately, the schedule probably was the biggest thing. But I also feel that, and this is no slight, I'm not throwing any kind of shade anywhere, but I feel that for the next four years, we can trust Tony Khan more with our career and our legacy than we ever could over there he went on to explain that Khan gets them more than Vince McMahon and even Triple H did to an extent uh, he thinks Khan sees more marketability in FTR and cited their six-minute promo segment on a recent AEW Rampage episode as an example uh, because they wouldn't have had that kind of opportunity in WWE uh, Jimmy what do you make of this uh, I mean the, 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 arguably one of the best tag teams in pro wrestling um, you know loves old school Loves, you know, psychology. They, 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 they do it well with tag wrestling. You as a ref know how to examine and break that down. Um, are you surprised to hear them say, from their point of view, they, they think Tony Khan, who tends to be kind of a newer school kind of guy in, in, in some ways, uh, are you surprised to hear them say that? Uh, what would you make of these comments for FTR? I just think he's trying to justify staying there, and he's coming up with uh, the reasoning uh, that sounds – good to some people i i don't i don't know him i don't i've met him before just to say hello but i don't know the man but it seems to me like he's just trying to be uh good to the guy who signed him up you know what i mean like you said you talk about him uh trusting 
Tony Khan more than he trusts even Triple H. Triple H is a big supporter of FDR, of these guys, him and him and uh, Dax and Cash. So, uh, and I think I think maybe part of it had to do with the fact that, you know, there's all this talk about Vince being out there and coming back and getting a little more hands-on and involved. But at the same time, you know, you're talking about the premier company in the world and the guy who's head of creative down there right now for, uh, as far as we know, for the time being, is a big supporter of you guys. Mm-hmm. You know, so, yeah, and, and, you know, who knows what Tony Khan promised him? I have no idea, but it just, I just found it, him just yeah. saying to the, to the audience a little bit. Yeah, Issa, I mean, I, the schedule I get, I totally understand the schedule. I know Dax, he's, a, he's a, you know, he's got, he's got kids. And so the schedule makes sense, but I am surprised for how, how, how they thrived in NXT under Triple H's leadership, and then now you know Triple H, we still to believe is now running the deal with Raw SmackDown. I am surprised he could his explanation could have just stopped at the schedule. <laughs> I'm surprised that he took it a step further and went with the "Who do I trust?" I I haven't been able to stop laughing since Jimmy started talking because when I read this report, I couldn't help but to think he sounded like me trying to excuse myself from buying a pair of really expensive shoes. Like I literally <laughs> would talk to myself this way until I just swipe the credit card and get the shoes. And that's how this came off to me. So when Jimmy made that comparison, it, I just felt like, okay, so it wasn't just me. It feels like you're trying to convince yourself on a public platform. Listen, you stayed. Good for you. You don't have to give anybody any explanations as to why you're staying. That's that's all I gotta say. It's your business. Go handle your business. Get your bag. Nobody cares. Yeah. Um, so, and nonetheless, I mean, FTR they are locked in. Uh, I think you said four years. So, got a long term deal. That's good. Obviously, you're, they're getting paid uh, whatever is going to make them happy. And, and and again, they'll be able to spend more time at home than they would on the WWE schedule. So, good for them. But that I was a little shocked to hear that portion of the explanation uh, from from Dax. All right, uh, moving on here in the news item, Stone Cold Steve Austin, he did an interview recently uh, with Sports Illustrated, and uh, for the first time, he's going on the record about all the rumors that were swirling that we speculated about for the entire build to Mania, the road to Mania, uh, about him possibly having a match. Of course, we know now that he did not. Uh, And here's what he had to say. He said, I met with some people from WWE. We talked about the possibility of me wrestling at WrestleMania 39. The biggest thing in my mind was the presentation of what kind of match it was going to be. Uh, he elaborated that he initially turned down coming out of retirement for his WrestleMania 38 match against Kevin Owens. He turned it down several times until he approved the creative direction. He didn't want it to be constructed. He didn't want it to be a constructed match, but rather one that came together in the moment. Um, he go, and, and then he goes on also to talk about how um, the production schedule that he had was, was probably the main reason uh, why uh, he couldn't commit at all. Of course, he has a brand new show on A&E. It's a reality show. He says, uh, quote, but to do a proper match, I have to be in off-the-charts shape. I told him, and this is the exact truth. I said, guys, I'm just fixing to go into production on the show. Stone Cold takes on America. And until we start production, I don't know what my life looks like. I can't commit. Sure enough, there were technical issues before we finished. Um, so we talked about that. And, and he also then went on and, in this interview as well to talk about how he was, he was good at working Kevin Owens. He knew that he'd be protected, and he goes on to kind of say that, like, it makes it sound like the match that they were pitching for Mania 39 would have not been as protected or, I don't know if, I don't know if safe's the word, but... You, he, you, you he, can't just say he didn't want to lose to Roman Reigns and he knew he would go over Kevin Owens. Just say it. No, just say I, well, it. Actually, well, actually, no, here, no here, here's what I thought. Um, 
I don't think he meant like. We already know the guy don't like to lose. He walked away once before. I don't think it was a matter of a losing. <laughs> that's not what I. That's not how I interpret. See, that's interesting. I didn't interpret his words as uh, protection. You like of, him? Uh, well, I didn't. I didn't interpret protection as in booking. I I interpreted more of like physicality. My mind went to Brock. My mind went to they wanted him and Brock. Uh, the the the, you know, the one big match that never did get to happen because of he, of him walking out as you just alluded to. Uh, that was the one I thought, and, and then and then that's where we ended up getting Brock and Omos. It's kind of just a, uh, uh, you know, but that's just what we ended up with. So I I mean that's it. That's it. Issa, go ahead. I, I I I wasn't even thinking necessarily him and Roman. That's, I, that's the first rumors that were out there. I don't know if you can recall that a few months ago, but the first rumors for a Stone Cold match at this WrestleMania was against Roman Reigns. So you know, I don't know. I I it's whatever. You know. I am perfectly fine with, um, okay. See, Roman is too. Roman is too. I'm perfectly fine with him not coming back. I like what he did last year, and and I think that's a good way to go out if we don't see him in the ring again. We weren't expecting to see him then, you know. But I I don't want. I rather him stay out than come back and phone it in, and that's what I feel we got from Cena. So don't bring legends unless they're fully invested into giving us a good match. Yeah, Jimmy. Uh, I mean, I, again, Roman would have been a shock to me because I figured you know, you know you have Cody Rhodes coming back. That, that's that just seemed like the obvious path the entire way. But any which way, it's all it's all just for fun debate now, anyways, because Mania's gone and passed. But uh, mm -hmm. uh, your thoughts on uh, Alston's comments and uh, the fact that he did not have a match and that maybe Mania thirty eight against Kevin Owens will be his actual last match. It very well could be, and 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 you know a lot of things have to fall in place because right now Steve Austin does not need to come back. And like you said, he's got that project with the with A and E and all that stuff going on. He's got a lot on his plate right now. And yes, you know, you do put some credence into the that you have to be in a certain type of ring shape. There's a difference between being in shape and being in ring shape for for the for those who don't get it. You know, it, when you're not bumping anymore, you got your body has to get accustomed to doing it again. And and you know, especially with so much on his plate right now, the chances of getting injured in in a one off match. Are greatly increased depending on who you're working with and if it was presented against someone like a brock or something like that i could see him saying you know what i'd rather play it safe and just uh not do this this year maybe he finishes the production of this show uh which i think he already has now finished and spends the next year getting really into off the chart off the chart shape and that's your grand mania 40 uh is him and brock. Swan, his swan song right yeah. Look, as as long as he's around, as long as he's still in the public eye, and as long as he still looks as good and as stone cold as he does, like it's not like he's unrecognizable. Uh, I, I think as long as it, we're always going to kind of now at this point fantasy, but you know, it's, it's kind of like it's like it's kind of like until The Rock ever comes out and says, "I'm never wrestling a match again," we're going to fantasy book The Rock and Roman. It's like it's just it, you're mm -hmm. not going to escape it. So, yeah, uh, that's my thought there. All right, from uh, one uh, bald semi-retired wrestler. To another one, to his counterpart uh, back in the heyday. Let's talk Goldberg. Uh, this news came out yesterday, as in Tuesday, but still very much uh, relevant to talk about today and probably here for the weeks and months to come. Uh, so we know that Goldberg's recent deal with WWE came to an end. We knew that. We learned that uh, several uh, weeks ago. Uh, and apparently he wasn't given the farewell match that he claims he was promised. Goldberg appeared on 93.7 The Ticket. Uh, and he addressed uh, the situation and the speculation that's been going on. He says, quote, I'll stop the rumor mill right now. The reason why these rumors are out there is because Vince McMahon and I had a handshake understanding that after the Roman Reigns match, I would have a proper retirement match. That hasn't come to fruition through them. And nobody puts a stamp on my career. Nobody tells me when I'm done, period, end of story. He goes on later to say, at the end of the day, I do believe that my character deserves a proper send-off. And until that happens, I don't believe I'm hanging them up. 
anything and everything is an option. Let the rumor mill start up after that. So this is his response to, you know, rumors of could could AEW be interested in this and that. And he's saying that these are there. These are there because for a reason. Uh, Jimmy, um, are, are you laying bets on uh, Goldberg appearing uh, on a major AEW show this year? Uh, if I had to guess, I would probably – I'd probably put a few centavos down on him showing up on an AEW event this year. And what a shock. A promoter didn't come through with <laughs> something that was a, apparently a handshake deal. You know what I mean? Like, look, if they didn't see any value in it, look, you know, you, I don't know the particulars. I don't know what was said in their agreement, you know, whatever the case may be. Maybe the proper send off in Vince's mind is to put him in the Hall of Fame and have him, you know, do his speech and that sort of stuff. And maybe the Goldberg gets to to spear somebody one last time, whatever the case may be. I don't know. Maybe they have a different idea of what what going out uh, retiring in the proper way is. But uh, uh, yeah. Uh, if I could book, if I could book my dream scenario send off slash retirement, it will be laying down for Roman Reigns. So I don't know what he's complaining about here. Do you need a Goldberg retirement match, Issa? I don't. <laughs> <laughs> I don't. I thought that was a perfect send off for him. Yeah, um, I, I definitely the, the way uh, the way he addressed this. Um, I, I do, and, and Tony Khan has actually as as, as alluded to him, has commented on the Goldberg thing too. I think he said something effective like, "Obviously, never an ROH, but AEW that's a different situation." Um, mm-hmm. So I, I do think uh, whether it's this, whether it's a, a, a loose plan in pencil for Goldberg to be part of that Wembley show um, or some other you know some other uh, big show there's this year, I do think that um, I, I could see Tony Khan seeing a value. I, the, the, the most curious thing to me would be, yeah, I think the I think the majority of an AEW hardcore audience would. Is, is kind of anti Goldberg in terms of his, you know, come in, hit, you know, do a quick match. You know, the thing, you know, the, the fabric that what made Goldberg Goldberg. So I'd be very interested to see, like, and Goldberg likes being a good guy. He likes being yeah. the good guy. And so, like, I would, would, I don't know, would, would he, ex- could he come to creative terms? I guess with them is what I'm mm-hmm. curious about. But uh, again, all things to speculate and keep an eye on to watch for. So that was your news. Uh, just three news items uh, out of many more you can check out on wrestlinginc.com. All right, let's go ahead and jump into AEW Dynamite uh, here in Pittsburgh tonight. I'm here, of course, live with you guys. Uh, so was not there in the building uh, during the show uh, Dynamite tonight. Um, but here we go. Let's kick it off. Jungle Boy comes out, and he's immediately interrupted by Sammy Guevara, who's immediately interrupted by Darby Allen. So all three of them kind of taking some shots at each other, just kind of run through the highlights. Darby telling Sammy that uh, Jericho's holding him back. Um, and, and to the fans, you know, Sammy, you're 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 the least qualified out of the three of us. Uh, Darby tells Jungle Boy uh, that uh, he's worked and done the least. He was handpicked by the California crew. Uh, says nothing is intimidating about Jungle Boy. Jungle Boy says, uh, if only kids knew the real Darby, and that the only reason Darby's even here is because he couldn't make it as a skateboarder. Uh, Jungle Boy respects Sammy the most over Darby. Uh, says Darby uh, is, is just like MJF. Um, he said, but on for, but with, uh, Sammy, it's a, you, you see what you get, you get what you see. Sammy says, jungle boy, uh, is just like MJF also handpicked and golden. Uh, Sammy, uh, you know, relates Darby to, you know, do whatever to make it, uh, do, does whatever it takes. And then finally MJF comes out 
and he says and announces there's going to be a Pillars tournament uh, to face him. So Darby will get the round one bye. So we get the main event tonight of Sammy versus Jungle Boy to see who can advance uh, to next week. So a lot to unpack here, Issa. Uh, do you like the way that they are, are getting to the next challenger for MJF? Man, you made this sound so much better than what it was with your recap. <laughs> <laughs> Bravo to you. How are we going to have a, a two-match tournament with three people? Make it make sense, Lavar. Make it make sense. Right. I, I thought until MJF came out, this was a little too much talking, and I didn't care what they had to say. Then he comes out and just makes this weird tournament that shouldn't even be called a tournament instead of just getting the fatal four-way that we wanted. The only thing that I took away from this is that we see MJF align himself with Sammy Guevara later on. And I know they have history, but in my brain, I went to, they call him the least qualified. So maybe MJF does think that this is the easiest guy to beat, and that's why he's aligning himself with him out of all of them. That's all that I got out of this segment. But it was a little too much talking for an opening segment, and I just didn't care in the tournament, two-match tournament with three people. Ridiculous. I haven't written notes this fast since I was in college. I was trying to keep up with, mm. with all of it. Uh, Jimmy, listen. Uh, I hope I hope people didn't watch yeah. Dynamite and just heard you because the way you sold it, beautiful. <laughs> because it wasn't that good for everybody in the chat. Just letting you know. <laughs> well, I appreciate that, Isa. Uh, uh, Jimmy, uh, and I guess we'll go ahead because you know, uh, Isa was just alluding to it. We'll jump ahead to what happened later in the night uh, backstage. Is MJF um, basically wants. He wants to align with Sammy and says, "Look, I'm going to get you in the main event of Double or Nothing. You versus me. You just lay down. Here's a blank check. Write your number." Sammy writes some crazy number down. Um, so what do you make of this, again, this this pathway to the Double or Nothing title main event? I don't know. It just, it, it, is, is MJF now the million dollar man? So, uh, just, just throwing money around, throwing, throwing tons well, of he, money? He's been doing that since the beginning. He paid Butcher. I, I mean, he, yeah. he always, that's just his. I know, but it, it's supposedly it's, it's a ridiculous. Yeah, yeah, it's a, yeah, but it's supposedly some ridiculous amount. Uh, yeah, coming off that segment, which I thought went too long, like you said, Issa, um, I don't know. I just, it, it didn't make me more interested to see what's going on, what's happening next. It, it's supposed to entice me to to see, hey, is Sammy Guevara, Guevara going to screw MJF in some form or fashion? Uh, no, it didn't make me think that. It just made me, it made me go, <sighs> Yeah, some of the previous weeks of the pillars talking uh, got me more energized mm -hmm. for the idea and the story. I, I the, what what I couldn't get away from tonight was when I see Jungle Boy trying to go on the mic with Darby and with Sammy, and I'm watching them all try to trade barbs and shots, and then especially when MJF comes out, I'm just like, "This is MJF, who's a star. You other three just happen to be." Have been with the company since it's pretty much it's like it doesn't they just don't feel on the level of of of, um, of even even aspiring to knock MJF off of his pedestal. Um, that that's right. just kind of that becomes really glaring to me tonight. And um, I and I get so sorry to cut you off there, Justin, but and I get that that audience that their core audience likes the guys that are in the ring throwing barbs at each other. But like you said, it, not, none of them are on the level of MJF. And going into double or nothing, do you honestly believe that one of them could defeat MJF for the title? Well, no, that, that's what I mean. That, that's what I mean. It kind of like, you know, like, I, like I've talked about before, like, you know, build up an Adam Cole. Mm -hmm. and you build him up for, for an MJF or re, 
see if we can reach, you know, re- get back the, the Wardlow momentum. Like th- those are things in my mind that I'm like, I could see a case being made of. Okay, this is the one that's going to right. dethrone MJF. But but Dar- Dar- Darby, Jungle Boy, and and Sammy, I, I just don't buy it. Any of them. But that's that's the thing, and you just and you just alluded to it. Um, I'm I'm happy that MJF finally has the belt. We waited a long time for this, but they have not booked him against anyone that we legitimately think is a threat to MJF. So a lot of you see a lot of social media rumblings about oh he feels the same or he's getting stale. That there's not a, nobody that he has feuded with have I believed at any time that they're going to take the title from him. So it, it makes it not enticing. His match, uh, his pay per view match against Brian Danison, I could believe Brian beating him, but I, I didn't believe that Brian was going to beat him only because it was so early in his title reign. It's like ah well he's Correct. not going to drop it. Correct. First. They should have saved that for later. Maybe do. I mean, they did Ricky Starks on the TV special, right? Winter is coming yeah. or something like that. Maybe Ricky should have been his first pay-per-view match. Because yeah. I think I do think Brian would have been credible if he was later on. There's no way he's dropping the title on his first you know, pay-per-view match. Right, right. Uh, so that's uh, our setup for what the main event will be later, which is mm-hmm. Sammy Guevara versus Jungle Boy. Uh, up next, we get the women. Uh, of course, the women uh, have, a, have a, a special spot in tonight's show, uh, both in this match and then later on. Uh, of course, Britt uh, in her hometown, Dr. Britt Baker, uh, Dr. Britt Baker and Jamie Hayter up against Tony Storm and Ruby Soho. Uh, this fight starts out on the stage, brawling all around until the match finally sets in. And uh, ultimately, the right thing happens, which is Britt uh, wins via the lock jaw. Uh, we did see Jamie Hayter get walked off with the doctor uh, to the back, and that might be kind of a little bit of foreshadow of importance for later on with what we'll get with Britt. But let's just stick with this match real quick. Uh, Issa, uh, this match to me was pretty much what it was supposed to be, which is uh, we, we, the rivalry continues between these two sides. Uh, and, of course, again, Britt in front of her hometown. Uh, and all the more important for later, make sure you have Britt with the full support. I thought it was great. I like the spot that they put them on. You know, I, I always give credit when they put the women in a different spot, and I don't think we've seen them be the first match in the show. I I, I, I can't recall that happening in a while. We've been doing this for a while. Um, I thought it was a fun match. My dog will stop barking. I'll be right back. No, it's okay. Um, yeah, uh, going off of what Issa was saying, yes, it's, it was a nice spot for the women to have in that mat, that have them in that spot after the the opening segment. But at the same time, I thought they tried too hard to do too much in that match. There was too much going on. I like the story being told, like you know, trying to make that hot tag to Brit who's the hometown girl to make that, you know, you get that crowd reaction and, and the big comeback and stuff like that. But at the same time, they were just too much going on, too many rough distractions too. You got to calm things down and let the story settle in and tell that story decisively, as opposed to having people going, Oh, what's, Oh, 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 you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. No, there were, there were a lot of moving parts. Because uh, you have you have all that's going on between the four ladies in the match, plus you still have Soraya floating around the outside. Mm-hmm. As you said, they're trying to do ref spots at times, not always the cleanest. Um, yeah, a lot going on here, but uh, but at least on paper, the right booking, I believe, uh, you know, for for what they need to do again uh, to, to lead into what's going to happen. Agreed, and always a fan of how Britt Baker comes off in Pittsburgh. It's just it's just special every time she's there, and the crowd makes her feel like she, like she is. And it was it was just fun to see that again. Yeah, well, and I mean, she's. I think she said this, but just to give people, I'm sure not everybody knows this, just to give people some context. So, um, so, so they were where they were tonight, the Peterson Event Center. That is the arena for the University of Pittsburgh, it's where the University of Pittsburgh's mm-hmm. basketball team plays. And Brit's dental school, the, the the building for dental school, literally is across the street from the loading dock 
of that building. And you actually, from where she lived on where, where she lived on campus, she actually walked through the through the arena because part of the arena would be open to the to the foot traffic of the university students, you know, because there's a food court and such. And she would walk through that arena to get right to her dental classes uh, every week. So it's like it's so it, there is a very true true it's not it's not just like a oh we're in brit's backyard and, and she you know it was 40 minutes away no this was where she got her master's degree uh, and then where that arena is is about uh 20 minutes from where i am which is right where i am is uh is our iwc training school which is where she started her training uh, which is about two minutes this way uh so like it it, 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 it's good that you can feel that Issa because it's, it's, it's there. It's palpable. The people there that know that about her and, and know the lay of the land, they really could feel like they are, they are, they are with her uh, in the truest of sense. Yeah. Right. But well, I remember that episode of Rampage, I think it was, or Dynamite that was also in Pittsburgh. They just always make her feel like, mm-hmm. man, like it's awesome to see Britt Baker come home. You look forward to it. You know, it's going to feel yeah. special. And I love that. And if I could do my critique, as I like to do sometimes, uh, even in women's matches, apparently now a belt shot to the head is not enough uh, of a uh, something to for heels to win a match for. <laughs> Anyways, <laughs> I digress. It's going to get to a point where we're going to start like you know, setting off a bomb to be able to beat somebody yeah. with something. Mm. Uh, Wardlow needs to have somebody by his side. I wasn't there, so he called upon good old double A Arn Anderson. <laughs> I was Arn- waiting for you to puff on my screen. I would have screamed so loud. <laughs> I got a few texts after that happened. And people, people thought that it's like I'm 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 here preparing for a podcast. Uh Arn Double A Arn Anderson's gonna be by his side for his match coming up in a little bit. Uh next we get the elite in the ring and they call out the Blackpool Combat Club. Brian Danison appears on screen, calling them amateurs. That distracts him, allowing Claudio, Wheel Yuta, and Moxley from the crowd to attack him from behind. Don Callis at first comes out with a chair, but then he runs off when he sees the the, the numbers game. He runs to the back, and he and uh, here comes Brian Danison. He comes out with a screwdriver, and then Don Callis comes back out with Takeshita, who makes the save and helps even the playing field. Uh, Jimmy, what? Uh, so Don Callis, he's the one I'm watching here. Mm-hmm. Are, are are you thinking what I'm thinking? Like, are, are you thinking that Don Callis is eventually going to turn his back on Kenny Omega and and the Bucks, or, or what do you what do you make of how this uh, this this blood feud is, is spilling out here? I got that feeling because Don Callis is just a natural born heel. Let's put it that way. And yes, he's he's a, he he has the connection with Kenny, the the Winnipeg thing. But uh, at the same time. Don Callis just flourishes as a heel, and I I see it coming. I don't want to I don't want to uh, burst any bubbles for people to make them think. Oh, come on! Don't spoil it for us. No, I think it's coming down the road. I think you're right. Isa, what do you make of uh, Omega and the Bucks just coming right flat out, just calling out the Blackpool Combat Club, and 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 then, then to catch it? I guess is now in the mix uh what, what, what did you think of this yeah i thought this was a very good uh pull apart brawl when it got to that i mean when they came out with the mics i was like please don't talk for another 10 minutes because we have so much talking in the opening segment but once it got to the pull apart brawl i liked it and i liked the addition of uh okay because i always say it the wrong way and you know anyways uh i like the addition of him because it makes me feel like we're going in a different direction here maybe another uh Anarchy in the arena match or blood and guts, you know, the more people you add, the more we can do with this. I'm I'm excited for it. I just um no 
you know, just 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 to put it out there because I said it multiple times, once they got rid of the trios championship on the elite, I really was hoping for some singles action for Kenny Omega. And to see him still be involved in these kind of things, it's just like, man, we are just there's so many matches I want to see Kenny have. And he's in like one of the best shape that I've seen him being in a long time. And he's like, I don't want to see him in these faction wars. I want to see him just wrestle NJF. I want to see him just have a nice single run and wrestle everybody. And Brian Danielson, maybe that one's down the road. They could have a nice singles match. Can you imagine that? And, and but they had Brian... they had the original one, and it ended on a draw. Remember, they went mm-hmm. sixty minutes at Grand Slam, and we never saw them face each other again. Like, come on, there's a lot right. you can do with him here. Yeah, and and just a quick shout out to Brian Danielson, uh, just flourishing in this role as a heel. He's just awesome. You just and and it surprises you because you watch him being this heel, and you're going, I can't believe that's Brian Danielson. I can't believe that's the guy we used to go yes for. <laughs> Yeah, there's a short list uh, in, in the history of professional wrestling of guys who can be the number one babyface to the crowd, <clears throat> but can also convince them that they'll be the number one heel, too. That's a tough thing to pull off, and Brian does it. I still like him. <laughs> I mean, he could come out there and say bad things about anybody that I know, and I'll still be like, yes, yes, you know, it's just, I don't know. <laughs> Yeah, th- yeah, them them inserting Takeshita tonight that that was a little surprising because like you know, I think the logical you know place we're going is double or nothing, and you have four members of the Blackpool Comic Club versus the Bucks, Kenny, and then Hangman. Now, obviously, I, I get not having Hangman there, you know, because he's selling, you know, he's selling you know what's been done to him, but like. Like now, where's the cash to fit into it? Like, how does he fit in, or 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 how does Hang uh, came in come back in this? I'll be really curious to see what happens in the next few weeks. Mm-hmm. They do have my attention. I'm, I'm to see I, I think he has something to do with Dan uh, with uh, him turning when Dan Kyle is turning on the elite. Mm-hmm. I think that's why he was trying so hard to recruit him, and that's why he brought him in. So maybe once that happens, that's when Hangman can be inserted into the storyline. Yeah, it'll be. In- I'm I'm on board to watch. Uh, they have my attention, uh, so we will. We'll see where this goes, but um, yeah, but the cash did not see that one coming. Didn't happen on my right. bingo card. All right, so now we get our uh, match here for the TNT title: Wardlow versus Powerhouse Hobbs. Of course, Hobbs has QT Marshall. Wardlow, as we mentioned, has Double A R and Anderson. Uh, this match is—it's got some hard hitting. You uh, didn't. Sla- you didn't start by saying big meaty man slap. I was me. getting to it right now. Okay. Getting, all right. All right. The, 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 <laughs> the match had some 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 meats being slung around here. Yes, it uh, did. <laughs> <laughs> fire up the grill. Um, hard hitting for sure. Uh, eventually, of course, as as we knew it would, QT Marshall uh, gets himself uh, involved, and uh, Arn Anderson does hit him with the DDT. Wardlow gets the power bomb. Symphony going. Uh, three power bombs uh, to a very big powerhouse hop. So uh, he, uh, Wardlow earned it here with those three. And Wardlow does regain the TNT title. This is now his third win of that title. His first reign was was it was a pretty good, significant run. The second one, as I noted, only lasted three days. Uh, so here's to hoping this one gets a little bit better of a situation. It looks like we know who his first challenger is going to be because he wins the match, gets the title back. Of course, his mom's front row, his family's front row. Again, Pittsburgh, uh, where he started here training. Uh, with us and working there, um, so has all the, the fanfare of the crowd. But then his is almost a little bit too. I would have almost liked him to be able to celebrate just a little bit longer. But then they hit the music, and here comes Christian Cage with Luchasaurus. Uh, big, uh, big meaty men slapping meat. So I'll go to Issa first. Uh, give me your thoughts on the match, Wardo winning, and then uh, Luchasaurus and Christian. 
I mean, the match slapped. Let's just get that out of the way. Banger, impressive. Like you were saying, Warlow hitting this, uh, the power bombs on Hobbs, who's humongous. Like, it, it just looked impressive. I thought it was visually impressive. I love, I love Art Anderson, like, coming in. I don't like Powerhouse Hobbs with QT Marshall. It's like... At least, at least Warlock calls somebody that carries a Glock with him. You know what? What is QT going to do? Bust out QTV and start, like, gossiping about the match? You know? So, uh, I, I enjoy the match. All right? I don't enjoy this hot potatoing of the TNT title that has been going on for way too long. Even before the back and forward. Like, I think, yeah, Warlock probably had the last long reign before that it was going back and forth cody sammy this person this person you know i i needed to stay with someone for a long period of time and make it relevant again and you gave us a feel between two people that should have been winning matches like these two should have never came across each other there was a different way to build up powerhouse and a different way to go with warlow mm -hmm. that being said i'm very happy for warlow i'm worried about what do we do with powerhouse hubs now especially since we're moving Warlow away from this, which I'm glad. Um, but yeah, I thought the match was great. I really enjoyed it. And yeah, Banger, like this super chat says, but what happens with Powerhouse Hobbs now? I don't know. Am I invested on Luchasaurus and Warlow? 1000%. Yeah, Sheed Black, 499. AEW was amazing tonight. Warlow versus Hobbs was a banger. Thank you, Sheed. Uh, Jimmy, go ahead, Jimmy. No, I was enjoying the match until they fought to the outside, they fought through the crowd for about three minutes with the referee out there following him around. And I understand you could say, well, referee's distraction, distract, discretion, sorry, referee's discretion because this is a title match and you don't want it to end on account of blah, blah, blah. Yeah, I get that. You can fudge the numbers a little bit, but to have him follow it around, and then we'll get to part two of this later on when we talk about the main event. But they're out there for that long. They didn't need to be out there for that long. And then, like you said, Justin, uh, you, like you've been reading my notes, let the audience absorb the win. Let them take it in because they did react well, not as loud as I thought it was going to be. I didn't think the pop was as, as loud as it should have been. Because they like powerhouse hops, too. And at right. one point, you can see them being torn because I felt that, too. I was like, yeah. I should feel good for Warlow, but I, I kind of feel crappy for powerhouse. You saw right. the crowd go through that. Right. But then the, here comes Christian Cage with, with Luchasaurus to kind of steal that even more of that pop let them absorb it go to commercial come back from a commercial and put them on this put them out there and just say hey congratulations word low but we're coming something yeah. simple that's all well and, and i mean why even why even do that tonight let it that yeah. mean hold that for next week let let let, let warlow come out next week let, let warlow squash somebody just mm -hmm. to regain and reestablish dominance yeah. and then have them come like i don't see I, you could have just 86 them coming out tonight, Christian and Luchasaurus, that gave that extra 30 seconds to his celebration. I, I don't, yeah, that. 20 and 10. 20 and 10. Um, you said about the pop. I actually want to address the pop because I, I, I've been seeing people on I'm watching Twitter here for a second. And I've, I've seen some people say like, oh, Pittsburgh wasn't as loud at certain moments and this and that and blah, blah, blah. And I, and I have to say this, and I, I don't know. And I, obviously I wasn't there tonight, but I, but, um, and I, but I thought about this too last week. I think they were in <clears throat> Milwaukee. Yeah. And I know they did it last week in Milwaukee too, and they did it tonight in Pittsburgh. They are filming, and now it's oh no, it's, look, we, we we've all in rest. So you know, you have a dark match or two to get the crowd going. But like tonight, they did an ROH taping of stuff and matches. Uh, they 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 did a considerable amount of matches prior, and then of course they stick around. They do rampage. Like I'm wondering, like, are they doing too much before they go live or dynamite? Like, is, is the crowd has the crowd just seen every 
burning hammer every everything they could see. Like I'm, I'm, I'm I don't know. I'll be curious to watch. It's only been a few I weeks. I mean, but... they were loud for Britt Baker, and that was just a few yeah. minutes before. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Um, I don't know. So, something I've seen people just co- talk about how like, oh, the, there's a lot going on at the arena here tonight. So, mm-hmm. don't know. I um, think there was a. I think I think there was a moment of like we're really happy for Warlow, but man, this sucks for Powerhouse Hobbs because I honestly experienced it myself watching it live, and I feel like I would have been torn if I'm there at the arena. Like, okay, I want to go crazy, but what are we gonna do with Powerhouse Hobbs now? Why did we rebuild him for? What is happening? So you shouldn't. I just don't think that this feud should have happened. Yeah, and Clay Ford with a good chat here says, well, yeah, they did all this promo package to get sympathy for Hobbs, and then they have him lose so quick. I don't get it at all. It did nothing for him. Yeah, this title reign for him did nothing. We were getting background of him growing up in the streets of Oakland, and what do you, Mm -hmm. and like, yeah, it was starting, those those vignettes were, uh, and then, yeah, I mean, so now he loses the title, which I'm fine with him dropping the title. I am, of course, too. But, Uh, um, But now, let's let's mark it down. So today is April 19th. Let's keep track of when the next episode of Dynamite, not Rampage, nothing else. When's the next episode of Dynamite that he has a match on? Let's mm. let's see. You know, okay. Uh, written down, written, written down, down, my friend. Right. <laughs> All right. Uh, MJF, of course, he offers a blank check as we already talked about. Uh, we get to our next match, which is Commander. He needs. He has got to stop paying people before the job gets done. I'm not saying I I do business in the streets, but I do business in the streets. You pay after the job gets done. Like it's so stupid. Mm-hmm. It's so stupid. I'm sorry. I'll take the check, write the number, and you're not seeing me in the main event. I'm already cashed out and in Greece somewhere. <laughs> somebody has to. Somebody has to clip that. I'm not saying I do money in the streets, but I do money in the streets. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh no! You know it's gonna yeah. get clipped somewhere. Oh, oh yeah. Oh, yeah. That's <laughs> tremendous. That's tremendous. So yeah, eventually we're gonna have a new uh, wrestling podcast open. That clip's gonna make the final cut. Mm-hmm. Uh, all right, Commander versus the uh, newly signed hot free agent that is Jay White. Um, Commander just itching to do his tightrope walk. He's, he's acrobatics all over the place. Uh, brings the crowd to their feet uh, a few times with what he does. But ultimately, though, Jay White wins. Uh, this is again this is booking philosophy. Uh, somebody was somebody who's a far more casual fan was texting me during this match. And they just couldn't understand. They're like, all right, they're like, if this guy Jay White's such a big deal, come in. Why is he struggling so much against this math guy who I don't know? And I'm like, well, like, that's just kind of like AEW philosophy. Like, every, everybody's kind of more equal. Nobody, there's very, very little squash matching going on. Everybody's kind of gets, you know, and, and Commander, even even though he lost, Tony Khan tweets later uh, that the Commander is now all elite. It's really funny that you say yeah. that because when you said, oh, the latest uh, free agent signed Jay White, and I'm like, yeah, for another five minutes because five minutes, now yeah. he's no longer mm-hmm. the latest like signee. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah, I'm, I'll, I'll be honest. Actually, I'll be totally honest. Uh, you know, I'm more excited for Commander's Nets Max than I am Jay White. Command and I, 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 Commander. I, I don't know. But that's just me. I don't know. Yeah. No, I, I could. I, I, I understand that because uh, you know Jay White. Uh, we're not saying he's not. A, he's 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 very good in the ring and he's a great talent, but he hasn't got that that. You know, he caters to that audience. That audience knows him. That hardcore audience knows him. The ones that watch the Japan wrestling and all that kind of stuff. But, you know, others are, let's say somebody's tuning in for the first time to catch AEW. Oh, yeah, I've heard of this AEW Dynamite. Let me see. All of a sudden, it's Jay White. And they're thinking, hmm, who's that? And then, of course, Commander. And then they see, like you said, they see Commander do this wonderful stuff. And they go, oh, oh, he's got my attention. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? I just... I, I don't, they should have taken their time to build up the appearance of Jay White, make him feel like a big deal before 
putting him on TV. Yeah. 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 Uh, th- this is where, again, you kind of just this, – this is where it's – you're not booking to the most casual. You just assume that everybody knows. And so just, you mm-hmm. know. Um... I said it to you guys last week, and I'll say it again. He has not felt like the biggest free agent signing in – like the way that he should have felt. He feels like another one of the guys and putting him in the middle of the show goes on to do that too. He was wrestling in, I don't know, what was this, a women's spot usually? Like they put him in a weird spot and he struggled here. I don't know. I don't know that you are getting your money worth out of Jay White right now. And it's not on him. Yeah, he caters to to that wrestling fan base, like you said, Jimmy, right? It is on AEW now to make sure that all the other people tuning in get to know who Jay White is, and they're not doing that. They're not doing that at all. Yeah, uh, Clay Ford says, uh, just give Jay some time. Once you get to know him, you'll fall in love. Yeah, I'll give it time. I just, I just I so, so far out the gate. You know, he made his debut, what, last week or two weeks ago, and then and I was bothered by it. They totally missed the shot of him coming out. Um, and then, and then yeah. just this, so it just hasn't been. I'll give it time, and I and I do, and I hear what Chris Jericho said, uh, you know, on, on a podcast mm-hmm. or an interview, saying like, the dude's, you know, he's, he's got he's good physique, he's got the axe, he's not six four, not six five, he's got the <laughs> accent, he looks good, and I'm like, all right, well, that's fine. Like, I'll give all that yeah. stuff a chance, but just out the gate, I don't think they've done gr- great mm-hmm. by him out the gate to start. Uh, like I said, Commanders just been more memorable. Uh, if I if I was to be honest, don't forget <laughs> when they had Jay White debut for. Um, for Forbidden Door, before he was even AW, they had a debut in a weird backstage segment. Yeah, he just, like, they came, have never yeah. made this guy feel like a big deal. That's why I was very shocked that that's where he went to. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you're right. It was a backstage. He just like kind of like, walked on camera and turned yeah, around. Yeah, and... that's it. That's yeah. how they debuted him. It was weird. Uh, Killer of Demons 669 says, I will miss you guys when I go on vacation, which could be next weekend. Well, good for your vacation, but oh, take us with you. Enjoy your time. Why, yes. why can't you turn the device on and have us? Look, if you're mm-hmm. what better? If you're sitting there at the beach, you can only listen to the sound of crashing waves so long. You have to add Issa's voice and Jimmy's voice. You can mute even when I come on, but you got to add us, you know, at least these two, to your vacation plans. Well, I have a great voice for radio, so hey. That's, no, we should be, no, have, no, how does that go? No, I have a great face for radio, so. Here you go. <laughs> oh, my goodness. I blew that one. Never mind. Uh, can we edit this? Oh, we're live. <laughs> we're live. We're live it took me a second, Jimmy. I was like, yeah. wait, what does he mean by that? Uh, <laughs> yeah, exactly. There you go. Screwed that up big time. We're live, pal. Uh, that, that could be the next, uh, that should be the next Corona commercial. So you can, uh, they can ditch Andy Sandberg and Snoop Dogg and just have uh, somebody sitting there listening to this podcast. There you, go. there you go. Shout out to Sonny in the chat who says, someone tells NJF nobody uses checks anymore. <laughs> I was very shocked by that. I was like, can't you just cash up the guy? Like, what are you doing? This seems like a lot of work. <laughs> Here, here's my phone. Type in the Venmo amount that you want. <laughs> yeah. Oh, or we find out next week that uh, uh, MJF put a stop payment on that check. <laughs> They still do that. Wow. Yeah, I'm, about right. to say, I'm about to say, Jimmy, this generation doesn't know what a stop payment on a check yeah. is. Oh, this was, that was something we used to do back in the day. Uh, yeah. Google it. Yeah. <laughs> Nobody goes to the grocery store and pays with a check anymore. Right. I don't think they allow that. Hmm. Oh, all right. Uh, Jericho, Chris <laughs> Jericho face off with Adam Cole. Bay. Well, this was promising up to a certain point. <laughs> mm-hmm. This was, uh, this, uh, this took a turn. <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. Got a little dark. I'm not gonna lie. Got cringy. That's what it got. Got a little dark. So it starts off with Adam Cole talking about how much influence Chris Jericho had on him when he was younger. Uh, talking about, hey, look, I, I took my catchphrase, baby, you know, inspired by you and the st- style of wrestling and and everything. Chris Jericho says he doesn't respect him at all. 
he says he's arrogant. Uh, he thinks, and then Adam Cole thinks that the real Chris Jericho is an insecure, stupid idiot. And then Chris Jericho says, "You don't want to meet your idol. You don't want nothing to do with me. You don't just just back away." And then it eventually leads to blows between these guys. Daniel Garcia comes out. He attacks, and now it's two-on-one. Then Britt comes out. Britt's trying to stop the two-on-one. Britt slaps Jericho. And then just as she does that, all of a sudden the outcasts, <clears throat> excuse me, all three of them appear, and they are behind uh, Britt, and they start to attack her. And so the guys handcuff Adam Cole to the rope, and then they proceed to uh, let the ladies uh, with the kendo stick, uh, Soraya notably, uh, beat Britt Brit with the kind of stick while adam cole was looking on screaming the families are all front row um Issa, i'll let you go first again this this i did not see this segment coming but uh again they had Britt win earlier right move as we said had the hometown crowd behind her and then they're doing this thing this this drama like out of a movie uh of adam cole out of a sc- movie out of a straight mm-hmm. up telenovela that's what yeah, this and was. he's screaming i'm sorry to this her is a uh, straight to dvd movie all right all right go, go ahead keep going like, you mean to tell me you have Chris Jericho and Adam Cole and you need all of this shenanigans on that, but you let Darby, Jungle Boy, and Sammy talk for 15 minutes? Come on. Come on. Let them punch each other and let these two guys go at it on the mic. Guys that actually can't cut a promo and you add all of this to it? I don't know. It gave me, it gave me the same vibes as when Becky Lynch tried to make the save for Seth Rollins and that whole thing happened and it was aggravating. Like, I didn't need this. It's Chris Jericho and Adam Cole. Just let them go at it on the mic. That's all mm-hmm. we need. That's all we yeah. do. I wonder if, um, I mean, look, this is the right place to do this, right city, right place to do it. Um, I wonder if how there much. There is no right place to do what they did. Well, <laughs> but I guess if they're going to do it, this is the place to do it. Uh, I, I kind of agree. I don't necessarily know if they need to go down this avenue because Cole and Jericho don't need that. But I also wonder, too, is this a, look, they're spotlighting Britt and Adam Cole very heavily with the All Access show. Is this just kind of a, an easy crossover tie-in? Uh, Jimmy, what are your thoughts to how this this one came out? No, it, it was fine. And th- this is one of those uh, segments where, in my opinion, you didn't need the physicality. You're right. Those two could have talked. You, we, we always talk about telling a good story. Those two could have told a good story on the mic and talk people. And, you know, have Jer- the Jericho Appreciation Society come out and even have Jericho stop them and go, hey, no, we're not doing this tonight. We're just talking. You know, and stuff like that. They could have generated more heat that way, I think. Because after a while, it just became like, oh, like you said, he said it was like, oh, here we go. Well, I mean, I will say this. The, the crowd was kind of a little bit in shock or cringe while I was going on. But I the, the, I will I, I, I will say that as Jericho and the heels are exiting, the crowd is chanting piece of shit. So, I, I mean, that was uh, promising for, for at least the time they put into it. That they- and I think that has to do more with the fact that it was Britt Baker, you know, the hometown Mm-hmm. Uh, person it was done to and you still could have got some heat on Brit right so the heat the goes phys- to who the outcast or Jericho and yeah, Adam exactly. Cole which is who this was about right. they did nothing to that went to Jericho and Cole all of that was the ladies mm-hmm. and then then doing the whole oh my god and she couldn't get to him and he's screaming I'm sorry it was so cringy I'm sorry that is not what I need to see from my wrestling not it yeah. all right we'll see how uh We'll see how Adam Cole retaliates uh, in the coming uh, next week or in whatever week that they gets his revenge. How would you have him retaliate? It's a good question. I mean, he's a baby face, but I, I don't like my baby faces just to be complete pushover. So, I mean, I think he needs to, uh, you know, I think attack Jericho in the parking lot, do something, you know, do like, you know, as soon as he walks in the building, you're right there. I mean, you, you I think he, need, he need, it needs to be aggressive. You know, he needs, don't, don't, don't have him trot out to the ring 
do his boom, his Adam Cole baby, and then get on the mic and switch gears from all that happiness and charisma to you get down here right now. I think I think he needs to just like I need it needs to be like a situation of as soon as Jericho steps foot in the building wherever they're at next week, mm-hmm. you're on his ass. Um, you know, I, I that I don't know that, that that's how I would that's how I would would go it. All right, up next we get the trios here. We get the Cool Hand and Daddy Magic and Jake Hager up against the Acclaimed and Billy Gunn. Jesus, Billy Gunn's getting younger every week. <laughs> oh, yeah. I want to know what this secret is, man. Oh uh, this, I'll let Jimmy into this one. They, they tried, so Cool Hand Ange has that loaded comb. It looks like a knife, but it's a comb. Mm-hmm. They tried to make that a thing that he, he does use it, and they tried to make it a thing, but like commentary barely saw it. They're trying to catch up with what was it. I know the right. crowd probably missed half of it, and Billy mm-hmm. Gunn ends up taking it and getting rid of it. It, it kind of a missed. I, I call I'll call it a botch, uh, or, a, or a, I mean not even a botch, just 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 poorly executed. Mm-hmm. Uh, ultimately, though, mic drop, uh, elbow drop from the top, and the acclaim gets the win. Uh, Jimmy, this one do anything yeah. for you? Nothing. Uh, it was just a fun little match, having a little fun with the acclaim coming out, doing their shtick at the beginning, you know, doing the the daddy scissors stuff with Billy in the ring, and just. That was more just a, a feel-good match for that, and like you said, uh, it, it was it was it was just there. It was there. It, for simply put, it, the match was just there. It wasn't bad, but it was just there. Yeah, Issa. To me, whole purpose of this match just to get a live crowd the experience of the acclaim rapping because that's an attraction. People show. Yeah, up that's exactly shows, just, what I just figured. to see that. Correct, because I'm looking at it, and it, it, all that it did for me was make me look at the time and be like, "Oh, we still have time till the main event." Mm-hmm. That's literally what it did for me. Yeah, yeah, and and please with these rough distractions in every match. You know. It's your favorite thing, Jimmy. Oh, I know. <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of which, are we going well, talking about the main event? We're next? going to the main event oh, next. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> oh, Jimmy's ready. He's been waiting for this. He's been waiting for Suffice- this. Suffice to say, they're not going to be bringing Jimmy in to be a technical advisor to the referees anytime soon. <laughs> I'd love, but they should though. But they should. I'd love, I'd love to see you as a general doing like referee boot camp. Oh my! Oh my God, that would be so good, Jimmy. You should make it a YouTube series. <laughs> oh my goodness! Oh my goodness! Um, all right, <laughs> the Pillars Tournament. Mm-hmm. Tournament. Uh, Sammy Guevara versus Jungle Boy here, and look, this match has got a lot in it. These two super athletic guys. I've seen a lot of stuff. I don't know if I've ever seen this. And I, I audibly went, I, I just out loud shouted, whoa. I have never seen. I've always liked a Canadian destroyer. I've always thought that's it's, it's, it's just a move. It's like, wow. You know, this got crazy, you know, advancement on a pile driver. But Jungle Boy flew from the top rope and transitioned it into a Canadian destroyer. My mind was blown in that moment. I, and, and it's not, and I'm, I'm sure somebody will be able to cite uh, that in Osaka, Japan in, in 1999, somebody did it there. And I missed and whatever. I had never seen it. And I, wa- I watched the faces of people ringside. I saw some jaws drop. And I was just like, this is driving me nuts. He did that m- move. It was a pin, one, two, kick out. And then there was still like five more minutes of the match to go. I, I was like, that should be something that's, no, you're done, you're dead. But, but, I, but I, I, pull, I point it out if you didn't watch Dynamite. Go check this match out, and you got to see it for yourself, or go find the clip on Twitter or whatever. It's an amazing feat of athleticism that he does. If if I can yeah. interject for one yeah. second here, during this match, how many uh, uh, moves did we see where they were like implant landing straight down on their head? Yeah, it, it, yeah, a lot. The, yeah. I mean, there's that. They did. Uh, Sammy did a Spanish fly 
mm-hmm. off the apron to the outside of the floor, which looked like it hurt both of them just equally. Um, and so it's not going to be a pinfall finish as we're going to see, because mm-hmm. what ends up happening is jungle boys up at the top rope, Sammy, uh, like you know, pushes them off, and Jungle Boy takes a sick looking bump face first into the timekeeper's table. Jeez, so uh, good, looked pretty though. bad. Yeah, it was, I mean, I mean, again, I, I, so I'm, I'm we're critiquing here, but hats off to both guys. Mm-hmm. We'll critique mm-hmm. how the match is laid out. What should it, we have that this should have been towards the finish, it shouldn't be a throwaway mm-hmm. train, but hats off to both guys for, <laughs> for the pain they endured and for the athleticism they, they showed. Jungle Boy takes that crazy bump, referee's counting. Uh, not always an execution of a count out, but they, uh, they, they're not always administering the count out, the 10 count, but they're doing it here. He's counting, he's counting, he's counting. Jungle Boy looks like he's going to get back in. Sammy's grabbed the ref and is distracting the ref. MJF appears, pulls Jungle Boy back out, hits him, you know, neutralizes him. And the ref stops arguing with Sammy. And Jimmy, isn't the count supposed to restart if it's been broken like that? But but the ref instead just picks back up and does the final three counts. What's the ruling here? It, 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 Technically speaking, he broke the count. When he interrupted the referee's count, um, Sam, uh, Sammy, Sammy, yeah. yeah, Sammy broke the count, and it should have started over again. And it, I would have been fine with that because more drama. Now, it does add more drama. Look, he almost beat it back in after landing, and it puts that that ring that that MJF wears with the punch yeah, puts yeah. that over just that much more. If you know, what I mean. it just it was it was I didn't like it at all. It drove me insane. And here you have a match earlier in the night, which was a title match, where they fought outside the ring for like three minutes, like I mentioned earlier. And then you have a count out finish in your match where you're trying to build your way to a match. It's just sometimes it just drives me insane. Issa, Jimmy's losing all his hair over this. Give me your take. <laughs> Uh, that table spot is going to live in my head rent-free forever. It was yeah. brutal. It was a great visual. I mean, it was it was a great match between these two. Uh, I like the Darby watching from the rafters just like his daddy would. I thought that was great. Um, the, <laughs> the, the, the only thing that I didn't like was the whole blank check thing because it kind of gave away the finish. And I feel like if we would have not had that, maybe show it later. Hey, last week before this happened, you know what I mean? Like next week, show that they had some kind of shenanigans or NJF come out at the end and hug Sammy Guevara. I don't know. As soon as they align, I said, okay, so Guevara's beating, he's beating Jungle Boy. Uh, but that doesn't take away from what I thought was an excellent match between the two of them. He had a lot of fun spots. Uh, I will say one thing. MJF is a star. He feels like a star. There's no way in hell you're ever going to see Roman Reigns bowing down to somebody else at the end of a match. Yeah, uh, that that's just, <laughs> it goes to what I said earlier. M- MJF yeah. looks like a world title. You know, MJF looks like a guy who can main event any kind of. Yeah, but they do a lot of things that just make you question: Why are we doing this with your main guy that yeah. actually is a draw right now? Mm-hmm. Like him bowing down to Sammy, unnecessary. You paid him. You don't have to bow. He should bow down to you. So does this give away? I mean, are we? Is it a lock that it's going to be? I believe uh, so. Sammy versus MJF, or. We could have a swerve here because at the end of the show, you do see them like staring at the camera and just saying, you're not getting the fatal four-way. You're not getting the fatal four-way. So we'll see. But I personally think that Sammy is beating is Darby next week. And it's going to be a fun match probably. But is the finish kind of already set? I think so. See, my I go opposite to you. My, my thought was if – my thought is now you have Sammy versus Darby 
uh, unless they are gonna unless they are gonna revert and go to fatal unless unless like Tony Khan's gonna say MJF because of your shenanigans you're gonna have to fight all three of them unless they, <laughs> if they do that okay but if not if it is gonna be a one on one match at double or nothing my thought is okay you have Sammy versus Darby if Sammy wins yes he could go back he could rip the check up and he's not taking the money. But now you're essentially like baby facing Sammy when the crowd that is really already ch- cash. If that check is not cash, then he doesn't do business. <laughs> he doesn't he doesn't do business like you do. If now you're trying to like baby face him when the crowd has transitioned to where they don't want to cheer Sammy. So my mind is like if you have Sammy versus Darby, you go with Darby who's the face, even though Darby in the promo tonight initiated things like he was a heel. But never mind that. Uh, so my thought is you go with Darby because Darby is the face. You have Darby versus MJF. But we seen Darby versus MJF at a pay per view. Yeah, but it, but but uh, but but it, it, not as they're they're both. I don't know if Darby's bigger, but MJF's certainly bigger. It's a bigger deal now, I think. Mm-hmm. I is think. It? I don't know. But again, if you do Sammy versus MJF at double or nothing, he, again, Sammy can rip the check up, and now he wants to be all noble and fight for it and earn it. And it's like, but if he rips but, the check off, I'm rooting against him. No, nah, he's going to rip the check up. Nah, but the, if he rips the check up, does the crowd cheer him, or do they just go, "Oh, I can't believe this guy just ripped up"? Idiot. Check. You know what yeah. I mean? You're gonna well, face him ten, anyways. If there's ten, if there's ten thousand Isas, then they're all gonna go. If I'm idiot. him, yeah. if I'm him, and I want the crowd to cheer me, I'm gonna take your money. I'm gonna spend it, and then I'm gonna still do you wrong. That mm-hmm. will get me to say that's how you do it, not ripping yes. the check off. That's that's stupid. Thank you. Yes. Yes. No offense, Lamar. I see. I see. You're you're a real good guy. Not me. I'm stealing your money, and then I'm gonna play you. That's how we do mm-hmm. it wrong here. You know. <laughs> mm. I'll teach you a thing or two, Lamar. I got you. Don't worry. Yeah. I mean. Look, I get it. I, I, I too have worked in the rest of the business. I've come across a carny promoter time or two. I've protected myself. I'm just trying to think in a scenario here. Like, mm-hmm. I, I don't know. I just I have a I have a feeling like Dar or uh, Sammy's gonna try to be noble. He's gonna try to just based on this whole like we're gonna book matches just because hashtag dream matches. All I see here is either the fatal four way or or MJF versus Sammy. That's that's where we're gonna that's what's gonna come out of this. Because they're booking all of these, you've never seen them before dream matches just to book them. There's no reason for Commander to fight JY. We didn't even talk about that. I didn't even understand why they were fighting to begin with. <laughs> Hashtag dream matches. So I feel like if we're not getting the Feral Four way, we're going to go in a match that we haven't seen on pay per view, and that's going to be Sammy versus MJF. Yeah. But but there's no belief I, that MJF's losing, no matter who he faces. I don't right. care if he's in the Fatal 4 Oh, way. yeah. No, no, no. Yeah. It doesn't matter. Even if it's a Fatal Four way, MJF yeah. is not losing. He, he finds a way out of it. Yeah. Um, which, you know, that makes me wonder about, you know, obviously we're still a little bit ways out from Double or Nothing. But it's like, if, if that is your main event, which it should be, it's mm-hmm. your title match, I guess. But if that is your main event, it's like, mm-hmm. if your main event is that 100% predictable, if you know who is walking out and still champion, like, is that the best main event to have? Like, or is there, you know, are you. Mm-hmm. Are I you mean, be- maybe, maybe they do and they keep it going and they save the Federal Four Way for, um, for the London show because that is a big stadium to sell, and I do think hardcore fans would enjoy that. Maybe you keep it going. I don't know, but NJF mm-hmm. is winning a double or nothing. I, I think this whole not, this whole stuff with the uh, the pillars that stuff needs to be wrapped up by Wembley if you, for Wembley yeah. for the stadium yeah. show. That needs to be again MJF versus one big babyface. Again, I go back to Adam Sting? Or, or Wardlow or Sting or something for novelty. Um, I, I mean, want to see could, Sting because you can... I want to see no. him. I, I, no, I get that, but if if you want a big name and tie him into the the you know the match that he might have against Darby at the next pay per view, you right. know what I mean? If, if right. There is a connection there. 
you know, and so who knows? And Sting is a big name. And, it is, and he hasn't wrestled in the UK in a long time. That's one thing mm -hmm. that everybody's bringing up, how they want to see him in this in this show because of how long mm -hmm. it's been since he's wrestled in the UK. I do think right. he'll be part of the show. I just don't know that I see him wrestling for the world title. What if the Heat, what if, what if this TAT title runs another good run and the Heat Warlow back up? We get the Warlow chance back and then it's Warlow <laughs> oh, Goldberg. And so Wembley. good. Wardlow Goldberg. Wait, wait I thought we're going with Wardlow MJF. You, what a swerve! I'm like, ew, no. Well, he could beat Goldberg, and then he goes down. No, here you go. Here, here we go. We timeline. Let me timeline. You, you build. You get the Wardlow momentum back up. The Wardlow chance. Wardlow as the face. Goldberg as the heel. In so Wembley, good. the London crowd will boo Goldberg. No problem. Yeah, yeah. Wardlow yeah. beats him there, and then on our path to whatever the last pay per view they have in the, in the year, it's Wardlow to MJF, and now everybody's wondering. Because this is this the last pay per view for MJF, who becomes a free agent in 2024, January 1. Right. Do we finally get the, the Wardlow MJF match that we didn't get because MJF left town? And if, if we're we protecting MJF, Wardlow will continue to be the last person to pin him. MJF so has it, not lost since. It will be I just, a beautiful I just, story. I just booked the rest of the year. We're done. There you Thanks. go. Oh, we're done. Let's, uh, session let's session done. Up. We're done. Let's wrap it up. Yeah. That's it. Yeah. Wrap it up. <laughs> Smoke them if you got them. There ain't nothing else to talk about. <laughs> Jimmy, go ahead and give some cheap plugs. Uh, cheap plugs. Well, as you know, you can find me here on uh, Wrestling Inc. on Wednesday nights with uh, this wonderful trio that we are. And also on Monday nights with Triple J talking about Raw. You can catch me and my good brother in stripes, Brian Hebner, and our host, RJ, as we do the key Reffing It Up podcast that drops every Wednesday morning. And this week's topic, the Rated R Superstar Edge. And, of course, from Monday to Friday on all my social media outlets, you can catch me doing my rough and rants. And, again, they're meant to be critiques and having fun doing the critiques and not to tear down, but to help tighten the screws. And you use the screwdriver that Brian Ennis was going to use. To tighten no, the no. I, that, that, <laughs> that, that one's now being, uh, you know, being fingerprinted and dusted for evidence. But anyways. Uh. <laughs> Issa, cheap plugs. Ah, you guys can find me here on Tuesday, Wednesdays, and Fridays. Also, my YouTube channel, NYC Demon Diva, Lucha Libre Online for my interviews, Yellow Jackets Buzz, Know Your News. I'm everywhere. Just search NYC Demon Diva. I think I got like 80 projects going on right now. And I, I assume when uh, Backlash comes in a few weeks, you're going to be all over that. Oh, 1,000%. Yes. Yeah, that'll be exciting. Cool. I actually thought about it. I was like, you know, maybe I'm going to fly to Puerto Rico and go to Backlash. Do it. Do it. Never, you know. Do it. If I do bring the wife down, we'll have you know make it a, a vacation. A week. Yeah. A vacation, sure. Why not? All this talk of vacation and us on beaches. There we go. Yeah, uh, I'm at Justin Lavar across the socials. Uh, of course, I'm here Wednesday nights. I'm here on uh, Monday nights, Friday mornings on Busted Open Radio. Spar with Lavar, myself, Dave Greca, Thunder Rosa, Tommy Dreamer, whoever it might be. It's mm -hmm. all good. Uh, again, love uh, everybody that's involved with this podcast. Love all the loyal fans. Uh, please like, comment, subscribe, do the thing. Tell a friend, tell a friend, tell a friend. Uh, hello, Nicholas, uh, who's uh, saying good evening from Virginia. Ah. Um, Ricky, come on. Ricky, too late, Justin Backlash. You don't think that I can't get into Backlash if I wanted to get in Backlash. I'll get into Backlash, Ricky. I don't I'll care if it's sold you. out. I'll get you in. Yeah, he, he knows people. I'll get you in. I got I got connection with the streets around here. Don't worry. I know you. I know you do. I've been, I'm, <laughs> you, you've outlined that. You, 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 somehow I'll get in a backlash and I'll get paid. I don't know. <laughs> you will get a blank check as you I'll come in. You know. <laughs> I'll get a blank check. I'll be doing it like Bad Bunny in Puerto Rico uh, nice. after with you representing me. Uh, 
Again, like, subscribe, comment on the podcast, do whatever you can do. Tell a friend. Uh, so many great events, as we've talked about. So many great WWE events uh, coming up over the over this uh, uh, spring and summer. So many great AEW events. So a lot to talk about that we will do here on this podcast. So love all of you guys to do it with us. That's going to be it. We will do it next Wednesday. Same rap chat. What's, what, how's it go? Same, same, what is it? Same rap time, same rap channel. I'll the hell with it. We're live. You know. Good night, everyone. Thank it's you for night. coming. Your host for the evening, Marshall. There, that's what <laughs> I was going to get. I know. <laughs> there we go. She had the Eminem song right there queued up for me. I was trying to get to it. We'll end on that. You know, Come Eminem on. taught me how to curse in English, right? I know all his songs. Oh, that's fantastic. Oh, nice. Yeah. <laughs> that's fantastic. <laughs> we'll, end on that. we'll end on that. We'll end on that fun fact. Good night. There you go. <laughs>